Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to a brand new episode of Ab Aage Kya, the podcast where we look to answer the most inspiring question, which is what next? Ya Ab Aage Kya? So, Ujwal, my brother, who do we have with us today? Hello, everyone. Today we have Madhav Malhotra with us. Madhav is a project manager for London School of Economics, and he is based out of Myanmar right now. So, we'll get to know more about him. But first of all, Madhav, how are you? What's up? क्या चल रहा है आजकल कहाँ विच सिटी आर यू बेस्ट इन राइट नाउ बस ठीक चल रहा है थैंक यू गाइज फॉर हैविंग मी उज्ज्वल निशान सो आई एम करेंटली बेस्ड इन डेली विच इज ऑल्सो वेर आई ग्रोन अप पैंडमिक की वजह से आई कम बैक इन मार्च आई वॉज इन फैक्ट इन हिमाचल फॉर सिक्स मंथ्स एंड देन बैक इन डेली इन सेप्टेम्बर एंड होपिंग टू गो बैक टू मैनमार वेन तो अभी दर इज नो डेडलाइन की कब शुरू होने वाला है सब कुछ तो वर्क फ्रॉम होम तो चला हुआ है आई बिन वर्किंग रिमोटली सिंस मार्च एंड दर इज सर्ट ऑफ इनफ वर्क टू कीप मी इवन बिजी फॉर द नेक्स्ट फ्यू मंथ्स बट द नेचर ऑफ माई वर्क एज इट विल कम आउट वुड रिक्वायर मी टू बी देर इन पर्सन एंड आई थिंक बाई फेबरी वुड बी डेडलाइन टू कम बैक टाइटल ही इतना बड़ा है कि देर आर थ्री थ्री थिंग्स इन द टाइटल प्रोजेक्ट मैनेजर लंडन स्कूल ऑफ इकोनॉमिक्स मयनमार मयनमार मुझे पता है बिकॉज मेरी जियो काफी स्ट्रॉन्ग थी बाकी दो हम धीरे धीरे समझेंगे मयनमार को पहले बर्मा बोलते थे अब उसको मयनमार बोलते हैं और बता चल वहां पे सबसे फेमस पर्सन कौन है मयनमार में एक माधव नाम का इंसान है काफी बड़े बड़े काम करता है अच्छा अच्छा वो लंडन स्कूल ऑफ इकोनॉमिक्स वाला हाँ हाँ वही लंडन स्कूल ऑफ इकोनॉमिक्स वाला ठीक है ठीक है चलो बिफोर वी बिगिन हमेशा की तरह हम अपना फॉर्मेट बताएंगे जो पहली बार सुन रहे हैं वो फिर से सुन ले तो वॉट वील डू इज वील बिगिन विद चाइल्ड हुड धीरे धीरे समझेंगे कि वॉट स्टेप्स वर टेकन कैसे एजुकेशन हुई एंड देन वील सी वॉट माधव डस्ट टूडे सो विदाउट एनी फर्दर डू उज्जवल टेक इर अवाई सो माधव फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन इजी पीजी के व्हाट वाज योर चाइल्डहुड लाइक एंड व्हाट व्हाट सॉर्ट ऑफ एन एनवायरनमेंट डिड यू ग्रो अप इन सो माय चाइल्डहुड वाज एब्सोल्युटली ग्रेट आई हैव वेरी फॉन्ड मेमोरीज आई ग्रो अप इन दिल्ली दो माय फादर इज फ्रॉम हिमाचल एंड माय मदर इज बंगाली आई एम फ्रॉम दिल्ली एंड व्हेनेवर आई टेल एनीवन कि मैं हिमाचल से हूं दे लाइक नहीं नहीं भाई तू दिल्ली से है सो आई स्पेंट माय चाइल्डहुड हियर आई डिड माय स्कूलिंग हियर आई was sort of i think a reasonably good student uh, the funda that i followed was just do enough to be categorized as a reasonably good student and in your free time reasonably good acha 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 reasonably good zara aate hain aapke future pe fir pata karte hain reasonably good yeah we'll get to it <laughs> go on go on, go on. <laughs> so pretty much yeah so the the way that i sort of lived from grade to grade was just that इतना परसेंट लाना है बाकी फ्री टाइम में जो भी करना है करो उस टाइम में आई टू प्ले फुटबॉल आई टू डू डिबेटिंग मॉडल यू एन एंड एन दोस्तों के साथ चिलिंग द यूजुअल एंड आई थिंक आई डिवेलप्ड लॉट ऑफ हॉबीज आई इवन ट्राइड माय हैंड एट द गिटार फॉर अ वाइल सो माय चाइल्डहुड वाज रिलैक्स देर वॉज नो सच प्रेशर माई पेरेंट्स वो वेरी दे वर ऑब्वियसली इन द कैटेगरी दैट येस यू शुड स्टडी एंड वर्क हार्ड बोथ ऑफ देम आई एन एकेडेमिक लाइन my mother has always been a professor and my father was first a civil servant now a professor as well so in that environment they 
encouraged me to work hard and study but to great extent i was left alone so uh this was like early childhood types then continuing on to 11th and 12th so what was the thought process waha pe ki ab career ke bare mein sochna shuru kiya tha to which line did you take and what was the discussion there so naturally i was uh, the, 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 there was always a t- the decision was between taking science and humanities so arts कॉमर्स तो दिमाग में आया नहीं था क्योंकि उस टाइम आई रिमेंबर माई मदर फ्रॉम प्योर ह्यूमैनिटीज बैकग्राउंड एंड माई डैड साइंस बैकग्राउंड एक्सपोज टू एंड वॉज दिस थिंग दैटोटिटीज बाकी सब कॉमर्स में जाते हैं so between those two options i think i liked the whole sort of economics political science i liked physics as well so it was a very difficult decision and it came down to a compromise that i made in my head that i would try to keep in a line where i could have some sort of strong outlet for quantitative work so keep maths and economics but then sort of take subjects that i'm very interested in. and political science uh, geography were those subjects so i took this combination of maths eco political science geography and english and with the knowledge that i do something related to maths economics um, post um, plus 2 okay usual do you notice the difference tune liya tha pe kyunki usme number aa jate hain वो हमारा तो पक्का था कि अब कुछ पता नहीं है तो इंजीनियरिंग कर लेते इंजीनियरिंग में आता है पीसीएम बस खत्म उससे आगे सोचा ही नहीं हमने कोचिंग में चले गए कॉम्बिनेशन बनाने वाले हमारे स्कूल में ऑप्शंस थी भी आई डोंट थिंक मेरे स्कूल में कोई भी था जिसने कोई भी कॉम्बिनेशन बनाया था मतलब मैंने तो मान लिया की हिमाचल में नहीं थी ऑप्शन तूने शहर में भी कुछ नहीं किया आई एम टीयर टू ब्रो टीयर टू ओके I see. Mm-hmm. So, and there is a I there see. is a beauty of this combination. The beauty of this combination is that maths will always be the toughest subject for most people in this combination. So you dedicate most of your time to that. जब science वाले मिलते थे, maths was the easiest. They were too busy studying other things. So yeah. if you spend eighty percent of your time studying maths and little bit chani economics, yeah. then you can do well. बाकी सब तो हो ही जाता है. So Achha. I think that was very fortunate. भाग रहे होते थे theorems in class the but to put your mind and then were well, taking rounds in the hot sort of sun after that in pe how is that a break <laughs> see that's the whole point na pe usually did you have pe every day are nahi dude wo as far as i remember there was some like uh uh matlab wo sab hota raha tha kabhi theory kara dete the और कभी जबरदस्ती की थियोरी है कुछ भी बास्केटबॉल की बेस्ट थियोरी एवर बास्केटबॉल की बास्केटबॉल का वेट कितना होता है मुझे तो खेलना है मैं तो खेलने के लिए लिया था तो शटल में फेदर्स कितने होते हैं 
आई डोंट नो व्हाट आई विल डू विद दैट इंफॉर्मेशन इन माय लाइफ पर मुझे पता है एग्जैक्टली इट वाज द मोस्ट रैंडम ओके सो यू डिड योर 11th देन 12th में व्हाट वाज योर इंक्लिनेशन टुवर्ड्स बिकॉज़ यू हैड टेकन अ नाइस ग्रुप ऑफ सब्जेक्ट्स तो व्हाट व्हिच वे वर यू इंक्लाइनिंग एंड वाज दैट द सब्जेक्ट दैट यू फाइंडली टुक फॉर योर ऑनर्स so yeah so over the course of 11th and 12th uh, i had started developing a strong interest in economics um what happened in my school in particular was that we did not follow the textbooks that was prescribed by cbsc we followed a textbook that was written by a teacher who was at the the school which was at a slightly higher level than the cbsc textbook i think for that reason going through that textbook and i feel that in general this happens when you read at a slightly higher level than your current prescribed level yeah. you are challenged a bit more you think a bit more and there is some sort of preferences that are developed because of that to mere sath kya i was interested in sort of political science economics uh, maths these three and once i finished uh, plus 2 and scored reasonably well in the boards um I think the option of her pursuing BA economics on as a Delhi University was opened and I had heard very many uh, good things about that course in terms of the options that are still open after and what also happened was that my father was sort of in he was a public policy practitioner but he had a strong he had also done pursued this line of studying economics and he done a masters in economics from Delhi School of Economics as well so there was always that early knowledge of that discipline because of that parental effect and in fact i think ki bahut hota hai ki parents ek line pursue karte and the next generation does that either because values to entry are lower but just to have more information mm-hmm. true so uske wajah se it was a pretty clear decision to go and then pursue economics and university of delhi um, happened to be an option then and then that's where i landed up so were you th- considering other options uh, or was it do right through So at that point I had thought that best thing about Delhi University is that it is since it's public university you often feel that you're maybe might be compromising on the quality but it's very it's reasonably cheap compared to other options so after those 3 years you still have all other options open you haven't spent that much on your education you can still pursue a masters abroad um yeah and that time the other options which were now very good like ashoka university or jindal the other options that are coming up in india did not have that kind of popularity just then so okay delhi being from delhi it was sort of a natural place to go and what's the process like for uh, for getting into this is it just the boards marks yeah are there uh, subsequent tests or something so in that time it was just board board marks um and you just had to fill up a form in may once you got your board, no, in june once you got your board result in yeah. may you had to fill up a form and indicate your interest and then in july the cutoffs came and sort of then you run to college to college yeah, depending yeah, yeah. on cutoffs kahan kitne lower hue um ab badal gaya because i think uh, in fact now in over covid there are significant changes that are going on even in public school system in india the private universities develop a sort of adapted faster because things were easier to put online and um, manage but even the universities undergoing some serious changes so i don't know if what i experience would be equally applicable for uh, coming sort of generations correct so you went on to do economic honors from du so what was that experience like uh, what was the first year like kya पढ़ाया जा रहा था क्या हो रहा था 
I think, I mean, that course and that university was amazing. It was, I think, for all you will hear about Delhi University, I will still, I will endorse it as one of the best experiences, um, uh, both for learning inside the classroom and outside. I was fortunate for some other reasons I'll tell you as well. But economics is very interesting. Um, the course essentially has three, three elements to sort of simplify. There is one element which is sort of mathematics, statistics, econom econometrics, just to sort of get you to be uh, sort of quant quantitatively adept to handle a level of data. First year, mein wohi focus karte. second year, mein, there is sort of core subjects, microeconomics, macroeconomics, which are uh, sort of based on logic, but this is basically why producers are selling certain way, why consumers prefer a good price lower than a good price higher, the law of demand. Hamesha, <laughs> there's other things that came up. And then there are these applied papers where you look at trade, development, labor economics. And those basically take the second elements and just put them in application. So that's what it's like in terms of uh, the boring bit. But outside of the outside of the course in college, Delhi University offers so many societies like you know there's debating, dramatics, uh, music, quiz, quizzing. So there's just so much so much to do for someone who's just sort of energetic enough to do it. So I think there's something in it for everyone in due. So right, once, uh, when you take this course, the subjects are, those are all economics related or there are other optional subjects that are going along while you're do, uh, taking up economic subjects? There are optional subjects as well. And some of the optional subjects include um, environmental studies, philosophy, again, more mathematics. Um, okay. There are, but they're not sort of, they're not offered to the extent where you can have a major in one subject and then a minor like that's still okay, a very okay. much a private university thing and another thing uh, that i wanted to know ki how it usually wo works in the engineering colleges is jab aap first year mein jata, toh, that there isn't much happening but since it's a four-year course our second year is where most of the stuff starts happening when you start talking to the teachers we are doing projects with them where you're writing papers with them so how does it work for a three-year course how do you structure that first year I should start communicating by second third year I'm much more established okay so that kind of culture is not very present at Delhi University currently okay. and the reason being that typically the faculty has incentives to do research or teaching and yeah. Delhi University ka ek valid criticism is that they don't encourage research as my, when I say don't encourage research in sense, they don't incentivize research amongst faculty okay. members. Yeah. Bahar, I'm sure you would have heard someone say this before that the faculties are subject to publish or perish. And yeah. in Delhi University, the focus is very much on teaching. If you're not doing research and you don't require research assistance, there is actually no reason for teachers to take on students for engaging yeah. in research work. Yeah. So the relationship is very much like teacher-student. You can go communicate create a good impression, but you co-authorships and stuff are a bit rare at the undergraduate level in the setup. Okay. So what was that one society that you joined during your uh, three years at college? So you can't see me, so you won't be able to see my hoodie, but it's uh, the debating society. We had a hoodie made every year. <laughs> ah, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Peche naam likhai ki nahi? 
मुझे भी देखो मैं भी अपने कंपनी का दल्ला बन के बैठा हुआ यहाँ पे उसके उसके अंदर जो दूसरी कंपनी के लिए बैठा हुआ है ना तुम हाँ उसके अंदर माइक्रोसॉफ्ट की टी शर्ट है सो हाँ ये सब का बहुत फायदा होता है हुडी हुडी मिलने में सो अबाउट द कोर्स इंटर्नशिप्स कहाँ पे की थी और हाउ डिड यू गेट दो इंटर्नशिप्स तो एक ही इंटर्नशिप की थी मैंने दिस वॉज विद नीति आयोग उनका उस साल दे हैड अ ऑनलाइन एप्लीकेशन पोर्टल एंड यू जस्ट है अटैच वट एवर डॉक्यूमेंट्स एंड सो दैट एंड आप वर्किंग आउट Uh, as a internship, I think it was interesting. I was very excited in the run up to it because for me, the sort of the Earthwise Planning Commission is the body that's been deciding economic policy for India since independence. So I was very excited. Tha. Wahan jaake, aisa sense at first hand nahi mila, uh, but it was still a good learning experience. Uh, if you see the building, it's really interesting. It's a diplomatic answer, na? Still a good learning experience. <laughs> वो बिल्कुल सरकारी काम नहीं था वहां पे बहुत एक्टिव लोग काम करते थे और बहुत सब आइडिया शेयर करते थे और सब कुछ अच्छे से चलता था ओके मूविंग बिल्डिंग वहां एक सिस्टम है कि फाइव फ्लोर्स हायर आप यू गो दूनियर यू आर सीनियर में फर्स्ट फ्लोर As I said, sort of the opposite of your. Ha! It's usually the other way, right? Ha! So to give you a sense of how important we were, we were on the fifth floor in a corner room, <laughs> which is <laughs> with our laptops and told to work on a research project. And without supervision, sort of in a sense, we had to do that. And for me, that was good enough. But maybe yeah. others might say that thora aur hona chahiye tha. So is called. Ujwal, we'll just cut this portion out. He was on the fifth floor in a corner room for his internship. Bro, yeah, senior anyone. management wants the corner room. My my thing is, ke do you think is it's because ke light jayegi to junior wale chadke jaye aaram five floor. Or senior wale ko jana chadna na pade. I don't know. I was just thinking. Mere thimak mein hi aaya. That's why maybe it's just makes a lot like, of sense. No, that's probably it. Tabi Ujwal, to do. माय friends who are interested in sort of private sector went on to do internships at some of these consultancies or uh, auditing yeah. firms or whatever people who were interested in more research line went to think tanks and like niti aayog yeah. like cpr um, cst and other ones what happens is where you go is dependent on the line that you see yourself pursuing ab economics ke baad a lot of people in fact this is a funny anecdote from my first uh, first day in the course when um, the teacher asked what are the kind of things that we're looking to pursue and i kid you not there was a one third split in the class on upsc um uh, private sector mba banking type 
एंड देन वन थर्ड से डीएससी जाएंगे या रिसर्च करेंगे जो भी सो दैट वे डिपेंडिंग ऑन व्हाट ऑप्शन यू आर थिंकिंग यू वुड मेक यू मेक यूज ऑफ योर इंटर्नशिप्स इन टाइम अकॉर्डिंगली सो माधव यू वेंट फॉर योर मास्टर्स आफ्टर योर ऑनर्स कोर्स व्हिच वाज इन ऑक्सफोर्ड यूनिवर्सिटी सो कहां उज्जवल ऑक्सफोर्ड यूनिवर्सिटी and uh, and so what was the application process and how did you come across oxford kaise decide kiya i think ye tha ki 3 saal ke course ke baad uh, the us wasn't an option to apply for their typical uh, masters phd programs for 5 years long those only admit usually when you've done a 4 year undergrad so uk and europe as such was the only option and i applied to other places apart from oxford i applied to lse i applied to uh, a few more places in france and uh, uh, netherlands as well in general most of the courses i think in europe one two year masters programs are reasonably good um, for people who are interested in sort of pursuing a research line how i went about it so i think that towards the end of my second third year i was getting keen on pursuing sort of research and i thought that i could have the i should now think of getting some sort of international exposure and uh, my understanding was that sort of the quality of research in universities abroad might be doing a bit might be a bit ahead of indian universities for masters programs currently so if one is to apply for a program in say september you should start thinking about it in august the year before okay. 13 months um and the, in fact even earlier would be better i thought of it in the sort of july so think of it 14 months in advance and i had applied for a very prestigious scholarship the road scholarship the application process for that starts in july usme mera kuch nahi hua first round i was out but because i had already put in one application i had gone to sort of professors for references and started on it early by the time august september came and my sort of peers were also thinking of applying i had all my paperwork and things in place so for the subsequent applications i was able to uh, get it done sort of faster yeah. i would suggest to any of your listeners who are interested in this sort of process ki isme excel sheet to banta hai have a list of places here the key to making it is just being organized and just keeping track of kis university ka deadline kab kitna hai scholarship kahan se mil sakti hai and scholarships are not always tied to the university so aise karna padta hai you have to be on top of it from an early stage do you have to take an exam or something for this before going yes yes so for most courses at least uh, in sort of economics they required that you take the gre test okay. which is sort of maths and verbal mostly and they are more concerned with the score on the maths front so that's one thing the other thing is that you have to take the toefl test for toefl or ielts for english yeah yeah, yeah. so uh madhav uh, ho gaya oxford mein admission uh, you reach oxford uh, so f- how long was the course for and uh, like what was the experience like studying at a uh, prestigious university like oxford Oh, it was great. सही था तब तक वैक्सीन बनाने की जरूरत नहीं पड़ी थी वहाँ उस टाइम इट वॉज जस्ट फर्स्ट ईयर वॉज रिगरेस ट्रेनिंग एंड कोर्स वर्क एंड क्लासेस तो ज्यादा कुछ टाइम नहीं मिला एंड सेकेंड ईयर टू ईयर कोर्स 
there was a sort of structured research component to write a proper dissertation and sort of the summer in between I worked part-time at LSE. So I think for people who are on such a master's program, the first year should be just put your head down and sort of get through the coursework. And then in that sort of break after your first year and into your second year, try doing some sort of, if you've already decided on research as a career, try doing some RA shape or some kind of research work. It'll help you on for um, sort of the second year, uh, give you a sense of software you can use and um, tools um, that might come handy later on. Now I'll ask a lame question because that's my job here. So, <laughs> <laughs> when you go to Oxford, because mein, I hope image Oxford ki ki ye aisa dikta Oxford. Does it ever hit you? Dude, I am in Oxford. When you did you think, did you have that moment? Yeah, I think that in the first two weeks, that sort of wow factor of those old buildings and yeah. um, as the in student initiation processes were still going on then and you were able to look around and see it, it was very exciting. But it sort of, you, you forget it in about two, three weeks because when you go at the master's level, it's yeah. very different from what you could think at, at the undergrad level. We're not here as master's students so much to take in the entire experience, but more about sort of it's more department focused, subject focused, research focused. So there that's a bit of a uh, that was sort of the most significant change I felt in my up till now. Just do enough to be reasonably good student to okay Now you have to put your sort of head down and work through it. Different kind of fun, I guess. <laughs> so how are the classes like and everything in the master's course? What is your schedule like when you are uh, going through this? So, I mean, they expect you to be dedicated 35 to 40 hours a week for study outside of lectures generally. Lectures are few. Um, usually the setup is you have large classes where everyone sits together for the lectures and then you are broken up into smaller uh, subgroups for tutorials where you have more sort of interaction with uh, the teachers and you can ask doubts. Lectures are more sort of one-sided where the lectures are just sort of passing on information and going through course material. I think most of the learning happens in these tutorials. Lectures are still important to attend, but tutorials are where you must, must be there. So uh, one thing that we missed was that uh, when you're applying to universities like Oxford, I'm sure like they're really expensive and stuff. So, uh, scholarships, uh, how do you go about those? Like, where are you and Did you get any? And what's the application for those? Like, Yeah, I think that's actually a great question because uh, recently friends have applied there's a lot of, there's a lack of information on this and people are very um, scared that scholarship will without really looking at the sources adequately. So in terms of scholarships, I like to think of it, I like sort of taxonomize it in two ways. One is the set of scholarships that are before the application itself for the university and one which are sort of after admission in, in terms of the timeline. And the second way I like to think of it is those which are funded by the university and those which are funded by independent organizations. Now. In India, there are a lot of scholarships available for students uh, by these sort of business houses, ka CSR um, kind of setup. So you have the Tatas, you have Mahindras, you have um, 
the one of the scholarships that I secured was sort of a loan scholarship of a substantial amount from the uh, Narutam Sekh Sarya Foundation, which is the Ambuja cement um, uh, sort of people. So you basically have to, when you start off with your applications, when you decide on a certain course, it's best to go to the program webpage and then see the list of scholarships that the university is willing to provide. Most of these, the application will be synonymous with the application for the program itself. So you might not need to do any separate things. In some cases, there might be some minor essay extra, minor requirement more. It's always good to fill in all of those available ones. Then when you look at on the other side of it, from the non-university list of scholarships, uh, before the application cycle, there are two big ones and a couple more maybe now, but uh, they are the Rhodes Scholarship, which is Oxford specific, and the Commonwealth Scholarship, which is sort of UK master's program specific. After the admission, which is once you apply in like August, September, October, and you get your admission decision by Jan, Feb, March onwards, there are a second, there is a much bigger set of scholarship uh, applications from the Indian side for students who are going. This includes the Inlax, Inlax Shiv Dasni Foundation Scholarship, the Narutam Sheikh Sarya uh, Scholarship, um, the KC Mahindra Scholarship, Goa Education Trust, but there's this long list. And that is something that you will find with a bit of Google search, with a bit of help from Quora, and um, sometimes the universities themselves are aware of these scholarships and recommend them. But here you have to do some serious searches. And this is where I think students stand to gain a lot because uh, they're just like, they're happy they've got their admission, but in the two, three months, don't take it easy. Just keep searching aimlessly for scholarships and mil jayenge. It wasn't that, it, I don't think it was that difficult um, at that point. So um, I want to talk about yeah, research is the word research is coming in and like economics point of view say uh, what is this research field like and what does economic research basically entail so i think that research in economics is either sort of theory or applied in a sense that theoretical research is usually would be very similar to sort of math theory in a way you're working with models solving equa- uh, simultaneous equations um trying to sort of prove uh, different things that are more directly relevant to uh, the field of economics. I've read papers where there have been sort of more directly sort of mathematical things that have come under the purview of economic research. In fact, one of my master's professors in um, uh, Oxford said, and I don't agree with him, but he said that anyone who has meaningfully contributed to the field of economics has a background in mathematics. Uh, I was offended at that, but I think that he had he had good reasons to believe it. Um, the kind of research that I'm more interested in is sort of applied research. And this is more like, uh, why do some countries uh, grow faster? What is sort of the implications of trading with other countries? And this is more about, this could be larger or sort of even micro level questions about um, what are the effects or gains for children when they are uh, when there is prenatal care offered to the mother. That's sort of looking at the development and health aspect. Then uh, labor would be something like what motivates people to work. So it sort of encompasses a huge area. But applied research looks more at 
questions instead of uh, with a more direct relevance to some of the fields of study like labor development trade uh, so mother what i wanted to know from you is how different is applied from uh, the theory because as a layman what i feel is applied thoda zyada specific use case pe hoga and theory would be more of a universal thing is that true yeah yeah so i think the right way to think about it is that research has developed as an interplay of both theory and um, applied sort of developments in uh, in economics for example uh, it was a thought of as sort of a general theory that once economies open up sort of remove their barriers to trade that there will be gains for most of the developing countries and for some time japan china east asia mein aisa tha and logon ko laga ki this is a theory that is generally applicable uh, in practice as well so india have maybe war 90s mein and the gains were not as much as that in east asia and for africa mein jab hua it was understood that the gains are quite uneven and there are some specific country context that feed back into the theory and so then the theories have to be revised so i think that while i'm interested in the sort of applied aspect of economics more there is you are not you do not exist in a vacuum whatever specific conclusions that come from applied research feed back into your sort of general universal theory and become a caveat or a sort of sub theory so uh, madhav your current role is uh, with london school of economics and you uh, are a project manager at in myanmar so uh, उटर basically the and it's funded by the british government it's the british government's way of saying sorry for so many years of colonial rule we will now assist with development projects across the country so that is one in india uh, uh, the think tank is called international growth center there is one in india there is one in myanmar in most of uh, east africa so i work with the myanmar country office i manage a project there so lse ho gaya next is project manager so i manage a project there at Myanmar's first special economic zone. Okay, so let me uh, qualify that further. Um, typically, what happens is that there are these zones that get developed to encourage investments from abroad. So simply, simply what the government says is that you have your factory set up. Like I said, Toyota has said that you have your factory set up. You will not have to pay taxes. You get X Y Z benefits. You get duty free imports, and that's a way to incentivize investors to come. So, uh, SEZs have been used as a tool to encourage foreign direct investment across the world. And I work at one such SEZ in Myanmar. So, I manage a project which is looking at how these firms operate, whether they employ labor, uh, skilled labor, unskilled labor. what is the sort of the implications of the zone on the local economy and um, part of this project is um, sort of going into a research paper by researchers at LSE and some in the US at Columbia so it's sort of a 
it's sort of a mix of research and a mix of sort of a policy making kind of uh, okay. job profile. For that SEC zone. Yeah, for that SEC. Yeah. Got it. So before we go any further, let's dial back a little and understand yaha pahunche kaise. Darwaza to nahi khatkhataya ho gaya LSE ka ki bhaiya tab mujhe advice deni hai. To iska I think it's the same uh, principle as ki tumne internship ki ek summer mein aur fir graduation ke baad wahan naukri mil gayi. It's the same thing that happened in the way that I did part-time RAship for a while for an internship and then once my graduation sort of Uh, completed at oxford once i finished my masters i immediately was able to start off on it because there was already an entry point there so i think in principle okay. it's the same sort of uh, way for even in the private sector i guess and waha maine thoda indicate kiya ki mujhe development mein hai interest and uh, i think local capacity in a place like myanmar is not a very high otherwise you would want somebody who would know the place the best yeah. because of the discussion we just had ki country conditions are specific yeah. but tech i think technical skills indians chinese me thoda higher hai so they typically hire from these kind of countries for even this setting so i was fortunate enough to get picked up on that front and then get get to see a new country Uh, which brings me to the third part of the Myanmar now <laughs> the third part of that uh, title it's a great place very interesting uh, if you have any specific questions about it because there's so much to say i think that you should cut yeah, yeah, me yeah. short and ask me <laughs> okay so pehle to samajhte hain ki you gave us a big picture view ki ye sab hota hai ab madhav ji subah hmm. uthe to what's his work like and अगर अभी वो यहाँ से काम कर रहा है वहां से काम नहीं कर रहा है सो हाउ हैज दैट चेंज योर वर्क अच्छा ओके सो टिपिकली इन द माय डे स्टार्ट्स विद गोइंग थ्रू योर स्टैंडर्ड ईमेल्स एंड इट्स सर्ट ऑफ मोर क्वांटिटेटिव रिसर्च सो लाइक एनी फील्ड यू हैव सर्टेन सॉफ्टवेयर एंड टूल्स दैट यू यूज इन माइंड इट्स सॉफ्टवेयर कॉल्ड स्टेटा for uh, data analysis it's expensive but fortunately the university pays for it um, uh-huh. it's super user friendly so i spend about half my day on stata writing code and sort of running uh, certain statistical sort of uh, methods for getting numbers um, okay and then that is what i have to report back to my supervisors i think these guys who i sort of who i work under they've done this in their sort of early career stages but as you get rais to sort of do the data work and then you just sort of tell them what to do and give them ideas so half my day is sort of in response to the instructions i was given the night before about running these these exercises and sharing the numbers uh, by sort of midday then in the afternoon i have a local team that i manage that work in myanmar so in the afternoon we typically decide how we have meetings and how we're going to be working um, how we will be conducting surveys and collecting data for subsequent exercises and that is obviously now being done remotely the first part of the day is very easy to do but the second part now is sort of we rely on zoom and meet and other apps for doing the same and then there is another part of my job which is the part that i am not able to do remotely is where we do the same exercise but for the government of myanmar or sort of the ministry of commerce in the government of myanmar they often have the short term request ki we want some statistic on 
based on the data that we have collected or we want some statistic on what is the total amount of investment that has come in the last year or how many people have been employed at the zone and uh, we sort of give them those sometimes we make ppts for them um, so sort of we have to respond to those requests as well um, it's difficult to get them on these apps to do it online but um, i mean that's the remaining part of the job yeah so it isn't like a client uh, provider kind of a relationship with the companies in the sez right no right no so we are we provide so essentially what we're doing is providing the service to the zone regulator which is the ministry of commerce okay um, okay they tell us that Uh, we have access to these firms or they tell us that we have access to data collection we go to the firms we collect data we developed an online system for firms to submit data themselves and in return okay. we feedback the information to the the sort of the zone regulator or the ministry of commerce and the idea is that what we are doing is uh, pro bono because it's paid for by the british government so it's sort of Uh, that kind of work so it's free for the government of myanmar naturally but in this way like uh, the london school of economics also gets sort of access to this data right so that uh, maybe some if some high level research is going on so maybe they tap into what you have done and maybe they pick a few things from there something like that also goes on so like they are also sort of having a benefit to doing this exactly yeah so it's basically for the data that's that's absolutely right and then there will be further research done by whoever kya genius hai ujwal tu dekho ek aur hoodie pehenne chahiye for a third girl is cracked it <laughs> cracked it <laughs> machine learning kya oxford tu ne yahan baithe baithe bata diya sab kuch nahi nahi aisa bhi nahi hai i don't subscribe to this <laughs> chalo so we understood what your day looks like but ye to work hours wala day hua there's also another part to your life which is living in a different country than you've been in tum india mein reh chuke ho tum europe mein reh chuke ho now you're in myanmar so can you walk us through how that's like so that's actually quite interesting and uh, very different from what i expected ab mujhe to laga ki it'll be like uh, you know like staying in uh, a sort of a central indian state capital type like you know bhopal or something yeah. it'd be like that loki everything but it's yeah. it's quite an international city with an expert expert crowd so i think in such settings what ends up happening is that there are always these enclaves of residential areas places set of people that you go to which are pretty much the same everywhere you see people like that in london you see people like that in delhi um if you're in sort of country like kenya it's the same everywhere within those settings it feels very familiar when you venture outside in some places there's obviously the risk that you don't know the place there's a language barrier there's a cultural barrier in myanmar in particular wo itna lagta nahi hai because one there is more of an export of indian culture there than you would expect both in terms of food music and whatever and then there is of course sort of like this natural thing the way buddhist people are in general like the way buddhism sort of um, i mean i don't want again want to get too much into like religious uh, discussions but just generally <laughs> the, 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 the way of the way of life is very sort of positive people are very charitable yeah. um, 
always trying to help so it's been a very easy transition that way and crime rates are very very low much much lower than okay. india so safe otherwise as well and you are from delhi so matlab crime rates ke bare mein ek joke to banta hai obviously so <laughs> you must be very used to ke koi pagga mat lena mere sath type of thing because yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he knows how to deal with people coming from different cultures different backgrounds because delhi is a hub in that sense ujjwal kya dekh aisi lines bolni hoti hai that's how you please your audience ujjwal people care about what i said ke delhi ko roast karte hai nobody cares ke delhi mein bahut saare log hote hai ye wo theek hai bahut saare log hote hai it's a cultural hub it's a melting pot hi 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 Yeah. Anyway, huh? so Madhav, uh, in your job profile, do you also get shifted to other? Is there an opportunity to shift to uh, other countries? Because, just as you said, that LSE's uh, offices are in all of the Commonwealth nations. So, do you get an opportunity to shift? Yes. So there is an opportunity to shift. Um, and when I was offered the job, I had an opportunity between Nairobi, Yang, and and sort of Yangon. I think there would be an opportunity to shift to India also, but the India office is in Patna. So I would have thought that, uh, you know, while it would be interesting on its own, I would want to yeah. stay in a different country. Um, although Patna would be fun, it'd be good fun as well. Let's see what the future holds in terms of where I go. Uh, so <laughs> and Delhi then Ujjwal can do another, another Patna job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> you were like Patna was fun. Patna must be fun. I'm like. Really, <laughs> really, you really think so? Ujjwal, <laughs> can I just take a second to just declare your address to everyone, each and everyone who wants to visit you after roasting Delhi and Patna? <laughs> yeah, not the two cities that I would want to roast to offend people. Probably you managed to offend like some European country's population. Jitne log abhi. <laughs> true, true. So, Madhav, like. in the in your job can you give like a real life case scenario like where you've seen some impact of uh, you know what sort of research you are doing so i think that um, one sort of instance where i felt that was we had done a lot of work with garment factories in uh, manmar not at the zone but elsewhere and uh, when i said a lot of work i mean in terms of uh, data collection and then sort of setting up a online system where uh, garment factories could submit sort of licenses for getting imports so basically we had a lot of information on the garment sector and when approached by certain uh, stakeholders in the government they said ki we've got investors from sort of east asia interested in coming and setting up in myanmar but they are a bit uncertain uh, with the policy environment we were able to give them sort of reports as per their specification to motivate investors to come in and set up there the benefit of that is that yes investors came jobs were created i think one has to make do with the fact that whatever impacts you can have is a very sort of this indirect and convoluted way but uh, we have to believe that they are there otherwise we got left to sleep right yeah 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 ha true because you might be relaying that information to the government and the like sort of the government uh, then thinks of how to use that information 
so sometimes they might sometimes they might like not use it or half use it or something of that sort yeah i mean I'm, and that's I'm the guessing... thing about advisory wala sort of in the way i think of it is it like completely different to a policy maker in say through the upsc in a district in india would be that uh, there you are the face of the indian government so uh, you have the ability to make the decisions but you have to take ownership of the implications of those decisions amare instance maybe just advise but we don't have anything to lose when things go to hell hum to bhag jate wapas london ya patna jahan bhi oh yeah that that kind of makes sense so uh, what i wanted to ask is that um, like like in myanmar right now so how big is that is this setup that you work for like how many people are working uh, in doing what you're doing and like uh, are there people from like very senior positions to junior positions or like there's only a small amount of people there so in my organization we're just sort of around 10 to 15 people but there are very many similar organizations the biggest of which are like the world bank and the asian development bank those guys operate at sort of matlab 1000 1500 employees in a similar kind of setup uh, our office is very sort of um, small and we work with just a few specific stakeholders and only in a few specific sectors um, office environment is sort of it was almost like a startup in the sense that everyone is young and um, our setup is very sort of funky and modern in that sense it's pretty cool um, that way yeah yeah when you completed your masters what other options did you have uh, in your like you explained three divisions in the bachelor's uh, ka time right ki ye 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 soch rahe the log so you had taken up one kind of uh, uh, job that you wanted to do in future now having done your masters tumhare paas kya avenues the apart from the job that you're currently doing so um i think post masters uh, there is the option to directly go on to a phd and there it's not a very it's not a road very sort of uh, conducive for someone who wants to do applied research and the reason i say this is because okay. once you take a break from your masters go to an interesting setting ideas for research develop and it also gives the selectors for the phd program an indication of where your interests lie what you can do if you're just a student till the point you start your phd you bring with yourself a lot of academic promise perhaps but maybe have not had sufficient exposure to uh, sort of on what ideas you could research on so there was a direct phd path but i chose to do um, sort of take some time out and sort of develop my more research interest a bit more then there was the option to sort of go into private sector consulting kind of uh, role with people in my batch sitting for your mckinsey bcg bain type of uh, consultancies one caveat to add mention i use this distinction of look post economics you have three options and that sort of to simplify it for i used it first to understand it myself and then simplify it to explain to others but in real life it's not that sort of um it's not usually yeah. exclusive in the sense that mm-hmm. people yeah. who are in government your economists who like people like raghuram rajan who came back and were um, sort of governor of the rbi they do very much do private consultancies with firms at the same time they do their research they write their papers and publish and write books so really you can do anything in any position 
uh, I think it's just about your motivation um, to be pursuing a particular line. So, Madhav, we have understood what happened to you. What did you do now? What are you doing now? What can you do now? Now, which is our show's name, and our favorite question is this, what is now? What next for Madhav? What do you want to do personally, professionally? Where are you going? So, I think I've come to the conclusion that the field that I've chosen is research and the natural next step is to do a PhD and publish some original research. Abhitak Jobi Kya has given me some preparation, some idea of what the discipline is like, has given me some exposure to what kind of research I could be doing, how to go about it, some of the tools that I would use. So naturally, now this is that you admission to be admitted or and then publish to get a PhD. And hopefully, uh, then it matters less what organization I'm associated with, whether it is um, a university, whether it is uh, sort of a private firm or whether it is the government of India for all I know. But then just to sort of have a like sort of research with some implications on real world policy. I think if that is something that I can, that can materialize, then I would have, con- then I would consider myself happy. <laughs> so do you have a PhD topic in mind already or are you still looking around? So I have a sort of a area of research in mind, which is looking Achha. at trade in services. It might sound a bit counterintuitive because normally you trade goods, you would goods, say yeah. make yeah, um, yeah. garments, stitch up garments here and you'd export them yeah. and they'd be worn there. But trade in services is something that I think is very important in the world, but does not have enough. Um, there's not enough of a literature or enough of a body of knowledge on it about mm. sort of how India has become an exporting hub for sort of back-end research and uh, customer services, um, like say call centers and stuff. These are also part of like India's exports. And so okay. I think my research would look into conceptualizing what trade and services is better and what are the benefits it can bring to economies. Uh, just a question currently are services counted as exports on your on paper. paper is it an export to be doing a service yeah so when a foreigner comes to india for a week-long stay india is exporting tourism services we just don't think of it in the same way they've come here to consume the export in a sense yeah. No? Yeah. Um, okay. a lot of the sort of typical manufacturing kind of or goods kind of research is not very clear because sometimes with goods you can quantify there are 10 goods 5 uh, rupees uh, per yeah, good exactly. uh, 50 rupees in value services ka you can't quantify there is it's unquantifiable intangible exactly so everything yeah, yeah. is determined by value measures mm. uh, so it's it's yeah, a bit different but um, uh, it's sort of now become a lot of people in the world are talking about it because it's been advocated as an alternative path to uh, development transition which has typically been manufacturing based now sort of a service based path is becoming more common and I think it's going to be relevant for India in particular yeah because when you think of export right so when you so when I'm thinking of export I'm like ship mein bada bada container mein cheeze bhar bhar ka jari hai. <laughs> and that's how you think of export but like nobody really thinks ke, haan, like I think Ishan and me both of us are working for foreign uh, firms and like we are sort of getting money from abroad into India. So this is also sort of export of service. So that is, yeah, that that is, is very like, much so. So mm. that's just like, it just like 
क्लिकट लाइट बल्ब और समथिंग है ना कि ये भी होता है मैं बट आई गेस चीप लेबर इन देंस के मतलब कपड़े नहीं बना सकते मैनुफेक्चरिंग में पोटेंशियल भी कम है क्योंकि then in sort of services so goods can be made in an automated manner and job creation potential kam hai to kaise naukri denge logo ko that's i think part of the thought process yaar aisa matlab ye to confuse kar diya end mein jaate jaate ha wohi jaate jaate like ha i can understand this as i think a lot of economics why people why it's sort of interesting to us like there's like two engineers and one इकोनॉमिक्स गाय सिटिंग यूर एंड डिस्कसिंग इज इज बिकॉज सो आई डोंट नो वेदर आई कुड यूज इकोनॉमिस्ट बट हाँ अच्छा इकोनॉमिस्ट हाँ सो देर आर टू इंजीनियरिंग गाइज एंड वन इकोनॉमिक सिटिंग यूर एंड डिस्कसिंग इट बिकॉज आई थिंक इकोनॉमिक्स इज लाइक एवरीबडी इज इन्वॉल्व इन दचेज एवरी वन आई एम नॉट लाइक माधव माइट नॉट नेली know anything about engineering because and why should he like there's nothing to know yeah. here but uh, uh economics ke bare mein sabko thoda thoda at least idea hota hai even if they might not know okay this is economics but haan, you sort haan. of think about it so i mean yeah i it's just like economics is great dude i'm just thankful that uh, the two of you didn't take your curiosity of economics and try to do something more in it because then you would have taken my job <laughs> given how people from people from um, sort of this kind of engineering background um, yeah. are doing extremely well in economics so the fundamentals are so strong um, and that uh, is a worry for us <laughs> coming from the art side <laughs> hey madhav can we do masters in economics not having a background in bachelors in economics have that did you meet an option for other people very much so uh, yeah yeah so uh, our former rbi governor again raghuram rajan i'll bring him up because i he's one of my sort of role models he did yeah. uh, his sort of btech um and then did an mba and then went on to do a phd so uh, he came from a sort of a non undergrad economics in fact increasingly i'm finding that people from sort of engineering colleges in india are very much interested because they get that four year undergrad to directly apply, apply for phd programs uh, of which masters is a part and they are very well equipped to do so at least from the i think the the solid conceptual founding required for the discipline interesting so maybe ab aage kya for you might be a phd in economics yeah dude i'm just like thinking of it we need to do a reverse episode now oh yeah man maybe we could do this like uh, after t- after whatever episodes and then we are like 
अब हमें कौन से अच्छे लगे और हम क्या करने वाले हैं Hey boss, if you're watching this, nothing. I don't quit right now. <laughs> Pandemic के time don't take any risks. <laughs> Thanks a lot, brother. It was great having you here. Do you have any final words before we cut this call? For me, it was great to come and talk about uh, uh, sort of my my passion, my interests, my career, and hopefully it helps others. But it was doubly great. Because I got to have a nice long conversation with my cousin Ishan. Um, we've had that kind of thing, you know, where your cousins and you know each other. Parents say suna tha, and it's like, bachpan me dekha tha, choti chandi tha. But here to see you and talk to you has been great fun, and I will definitely follow your show, and uh, hopefully we'll meet each other soon once pandemic ends. Yeah, surely, man. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And that's what this pandemic has been all about, man. Reviving those old connections. So all of you guys, अभी जाके अपने cousins को phone करो, बात करो दोस्तों से, मजे करो, शादियाँ करना बंद करो, Instagram पे photos डालना बंद करो, please. On that note, signing off. Team, अब आगे क्या? The next episode drops on the seventh of January. So stay tuned. <laughs>